thank you so much for having me. It was fun. Thanks for coming. I had a blast. I'll call you. Maybe we can do it again sometime. Yes, absolutely. I look forward to it. Great. Well, good night. Good night. Drive safe. Will do. Finally. <laughs> oh, God damn it. What is it? Oh, my God. <laughs> ah! Live from wherever you are and whenever you're listening to this, it's the Smokin' Hot Toddcast with your host, Hot Toddy, starring Miranda, Ollie, Miss Pingrino, DJ Pork, Sheila, D.A. Williams, and Orson Welles. And featuring me, your announcer, Doc Summit. And now, here's your host, Hot Toddy. Hello and welcome to an all-new episode of the Smokin' Hot Toddcast. I'm Hot Toddy. We're back after a fantastic Thanksgiving holiday. I hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Miss Pingrino and I attended two, one from her family and one from my family, so we're about turkeyed out right now. Uh, I've been eating just small things here and there over the last few days because I'm just absolutely stuffed. So if you're feeling the same way, it's good to know that we're not alone in this boat because um, there's a lot going on. Going on but now it's officially the holiday season christmas is can you believe it's almost christmas i say that every year uh and usually i start saying it by january and then i just keep saying it until we get to the actual holiday that's just the way i roll but anyway um yeah here we are we're in the middle of the holiday season now we're starting to shop and get things done and uh well i, I thought i would give you my listeners of the smoking hot Toddcast, the todd casters if you will um a little treat, a little early present, especially if you're a true crime buff. Uh, we have an enduring mystery that I really didn't know much about until just a few, like, like about a month ago, a few weeks ago. Uh, it was a disappearance that took place in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park, just up the road from where we live here in Knoxville. It was the disappearance of a little boy named Dennis Lloyd Martin. It's absolutely captivating, and the whole story is just, it's fascinating. I mean, it's Unsolved Mysteries worthy. Uh, it may have even been on Unsolved Mysteries, I'm not sure, but like, it, if you're a true crime fan, if you're a fan of like, mysterious disappearances that never got solved this is the story for you so merry christmas if you're a true crime buff you're gonna want to listen to this week's episode that's why this week's episode is called toddcast unsolved the case of dennis lloyd martin because we gotta know we want to know what happened there's so many theories out there as to what happened but there is no proof as to show what actually happened to that little boy on that fateful day in the great smoky mountains national park so miss pingrino and i are going to sit down and talk about it because she's a huge bigly huge true crime buff she loves stuff like this especially mysterious disappearances so as a matter of fact i'm afraid that i will mysteriously disappear one day uh, i'm putting this out there for record just in case it actually happens Happens, you'll know who the immediate suspect is. It's it's Miss Pingrino. Spoilers. But anyway, uh, she loves this type of stuff. So we're going to sit down. I'm going to sit down with her and we're going to talk about this. I'm going to get her thoughts on it. We're going to tell you point by point the story of what happened to Dennis Lloyd Martin and the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. All of that and more coming up on an all new episode of the Smoking Hot Toddcast. Hi, I'm Kelsey Ann Brady from Mystery Science Theater 3000. And you're listening to Hot Toddy on the Smoking Hot Toddcast. Hi, Miss Pingrino. Hi. That's no, so gotta be louder than that. Uh, hi. Okay, that's too loud. You probably yeah. See, look. I just, blew it. You blew it up. That's fine. Um, no, welcome. So this is a very special episode, Miss Pingrino. I was telling everybody. Is it? Yeah, I was telling everybody oh, up front because. Uh, 
we don't we 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 did uh, like a BuzzFeed Unsolved type show a few years ago. Mm-hmm. It was live, if you recall, and mm-hmm. we talked about unsolved mysteries, uh, and that was just for fun. But this one is something that I really really want to talk about because. It is something that it's an unsolved mystery that happened here in Knoxville, well, in the East Tennessee area. Okay. Specifically in the Great Smoky Mountain National Park around the Pigeon Forge area. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a missing persons thing. This is about a little boy that went missing in June 1969, and to this day 69. we have. That's what I said. Giggity. Little boy is dead, Miss Van Green. I'm sorry. Even Teebs the cat is saying, "How dare you?" That's she did mouth, guys. I don't even know if you heard that. That but. was in poor. That was in poor taste. <laughs> but anyway, so sorry, little boy. Yeah, so because of this, I wanted to talk about it. This was a mystery I just learned about like last month. This was brand new to me. So I want to talk about this. Yeah, of course. I want to talk about this on uh, another edition of Toddcast Unsolved, the case of Dennis Lloyd Martin. On June 13, 1969, William Martin brought his two sons, Douglas and Dennis Martin, and his father Clyde on a camping trip. It was Father's Day weekend, and the family planned to hike through the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. The hike was a family tradition for the Martins, and the first day went smoothly. Six-year-old Dennis managed to keep up with the more experienced hikers, and Martins met up with with family friends on the second day and continued to Spence Field, a highland meadow in the Western Smokies popular for its views. As the adults gazed at the scenic mountain laurel, the boys snuck off to pull a prank on the parents, but it did not go as planned. During the prank, Dennis vanished into the woods. His family never saw him again. And the child's disappearance would launch the largest search and rescue effort in the park's history. So what do you think so far, Ms. Pengrino? What, 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 what are your thoughts so far on this? I think the parents got rid of their kid. Okay. Okay, see, now, th- no, I expect more from you, Ms. Pengrino, because you're a true crimer. You're, you're a true crimer. Kid, okay, like... Was there was there someone else there? Like, I mean, kids just don't disappear in the woods. But you don't know that. They're, we're talking about the Smoky Mountains. It could be anything. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Well, no. here's well, let's continue. Okay. Dennis Martin set off on the hike wearing a red T-shirt. It was the six-year-old's first overnight camping trip. The youngest in his family, Dennis must have been excited to go on the annual Father's Day hike in the Smoky Mountains. But on the second day of the trip, tragedy struck. On June 14th, the hikers reached Spence Field. After meeting up with another family, Dennis and his brother, brother split off with two other boys to play together. William Martin watched as the children whispered a plan to sneak up on the adults. The boys melted into the forest, though Dennis's red shirt stood out against the greenery. Soon, the older boys jumped out, laughing, but Dennis was no longer with them. As the minutes ticked by, William knew something was wrong. He began calling for Dennis, confident the boy would respond, but there was no answer. The adults quickly searched the nearby forest, hiking up and down several trails looking for Dennis. William covered miles of trails, frantically calling for Dennis. Without radios or any way to communicate with the outside world, the Martins came up with a plan. Clyde, Dennis's grandfather, hiked nine miles to the Cades Cove Ranger Station for help. Okay, so what... So now how do you feel about this? I mean, aliens. Are you just... 
Are you just trying to be an ass? Like, like we're, we're trying to do a, a public service here on this no, show. No, I mean, like, the kids just don't disappear. We're talking about a mystery. A murder mi- Well, we don't know if it's a murder. Like, but he was wearing a I don't bright know, a red shirt. Uh-huh. And he just, quote, unquote, disappeared. That's, I mean, a little suspicious. But this is but this, this is the forest of the Great Smoky Mountains. I mean, it, people have gotten lost up there. I mean, yeah, but, like... <sighs> Oh, sorry. You have to yawn now? The whole plan was this kid hide, jump out. So, I mean, it's not like he was planning on wandering away. So, either somebody would have had to take him away. Or, I mean, he's just not going to poof, disappear into the Smoky Mountains. You're listening to the Smoking Hot Toddcast with your host, Todd. Just Todd. Todd is helpful and Todd is there for you. Uh, well, it's actually Hot Toddy. Oh, well, pardon me, Mr. Perfect! So I was thinking the other day, as I often do, because I just think of random crap, but you know, if if our if the inanimate objects in our home could speak, what would they say about the people they live with? Most notably, the sofa. What has the sofa seen and heard over its lifespan that would make it just want to, well, probably go to therapy, and I, I wouldn't blame it. But get this, I did a little research, and apparently the average sofa has seen 311 arguments. That's right. The research has found that the average couch lasts about eight years, witnessed the 311 arguments, suffered 316 drink spillages, and been the site of 286 shall we say, quote, makeup sessions between couples? Oh, you know what I'm saying, right? The average couch also hosts 401 naps. I think Miss Pingrino could probably challenge that. More than 8,500 hours of TV watching, 537 movies, and it will swallow the remote 346 times. On average, people expect to spend $1,200 on their, quote, dream couch, but if a new couch costs too much, 71% of people, and Miss Pingrino and I are included in this would be fine with a used one i've, I've never had a new couch uh, my parents have had new couches but me on my own and and how long have i been on my own now 13 years i've never had a new couch and that's what it, even if it's been through spillages and those makeup sessions or whatever i would never do it i would never probably buy one unless i absolutely ha- had to i would buy used so anyway this article and of course my natural thoughts got me to thinking if a sofa could talk and not just to anyone, but to us in general, as if it was one of our roommates. What would it say to us? How would it act? I wonder. Um, could you please tell your dog my cushions aren't interested in sex? You're wrong. No, you're wrong. No, you're wrong. No, you're wrong. We all know what this is leading to. Uh, 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 yep. What I tell ya? Where is it? For the love of God, where the hell is it? Ask nicely and I'll tell you where the remote is. Okay. Could you tell me where the remote is, please? Uh, yeah. Up your ass and to the left. I hate you. Hey, can you clean under me? Looks like a Doritos graveyard down there. No. Well, that's just rude. I know you're farting. There we are, good as new. You know, flipping my cushion doesn't count as cleaning. I could always get a new couch. Point taken. Okay, good night. Welcome back, Miss Pingrino. 
I've been expecting you. You're listening to the Smoking Life Podcast. When night fell, a thunderstorm moved in. In a matter of hours, the storm dropped three inches of rain on the Smoky Mountains, washing out trails and leaving behind no evidence of Dennis Martin, whose footprints would have been swept away by the by the deluge by the deluge deluge the deluge deluge deluge. Okay. Um, at 5 a.m. on June 15, 1969, the search for Dennis Martin commenced. The National Park Service put together a crew of 30. The search party quickly swelled to 240 people as volunteers poured in. The search party soon included park rangers, college students, firefighters, Boy Scouts, police, and 60 Green Berets. Without clear directions or an organizational plan, the, searches cross, the searchers crossed the National Park looking for evidence. And the search continued day after day with no sight of Dennis Martin. Helicopters and planes took to the air to search a growing patch of National Park on June 20th, Dennis's seventh birthday. Wow, he got lost on his own birthday, around his own birthday. That's awful. Mm. Nearly 800 people participated in the search. They included members of the Air National Guard, U.S. Coast Guard, and the National Park Service. The next day, the search efforts peaked at an astonishing 1,400 searchers. A week into the search, the National Park Service put together a plan for what to do if they recovered Dennis's body, and yet over 13,000 hours of searching yielded nothing. Unfortunately, the volunteers may have accidentally destroyed clues about what happened to Dennis Martin. As the days flew past, it became more and more clear that the boy would not be found alive. So, he's gone. He's out there. People are searching for him. Mm-hmm. But what what about that right there that they have, would have can like contaminated like evidence, destroyed clues? I mean, unfortunately, you take that risk anytime you have to go searching for people. Well, especially in the elements. Yeah, I yeah. mean, but like the likelihood, the rain washed away any evidence prior to, so it doesn't really matter. So you're you're saying that. Now something must have happened to him in in the elements. Not so maybe not something weird. No, I still think somebody took him. Mm. Well, the question is, what happened to Dennis Martin? Somebody took him. Okay. The search and rescue effort gradually lost steam with no sight of Dennis Martin. The Martin family offered a reward of five thousand dollars for information. In response, they received a flood of calls from psychics from psychics claiming to know what happened to their son. More than half a century later, no one knows what happened to Dennis Martin the day he went missing in the Smoky Mountains. The most plausible theories range from abduction to having died of exposure and eaten by a bear, or more accurately, feral pigs. Feral. Feral pigs. What's wrong with feral? Is that something wrong? That's not how you say it. It's feral. You know how you say asshole? It's, it's a very easy way to say that. Did you notice the first thing was abduction? Because somebody took him. Okay. But see, see, that's the thing. is like you, you don't have as good a detective mind as I thought because you immediately went, oh, the parents got rid of the kid. That's what happened. The parents got rid you of him. You only read the first like two seconds of the story. It doesn't matter. Like that was your first go-to. So yeah, abduction by a third because, party would no, would make abduction could sense. also be by the parents. Like, oh, aliens? Is that what we're going with? Aliens? Is that what? Is that your theory? Read more. You kill me. Just, feral pigs. Feral. But some people believe Dennis Martin was the victim of a more vicious attack by cannibalistic feral, feral humans 
who are said to live undetected in the national park. Now, what do you think about that? Because I've never heard of that. We I didn't don't know. have cannibals in our park. Well, we don't know that. We don't know that there, there could be cannibals lurking in the Great Smoky Mountain National Park. You don't know that. Cannibalism just doesn't happen. It's just not a thing. What do you mean it doesn't happen? It does happen. Jeffrey Dahmer. It... Uh, Ed Gein. It, it's very rare. But it happens. But people aren't just living in the mountains eating people. Have you ever seen The Hills Have Eyes? No, and I don't want to. You don't want to. It's a horrible, it's a scary, terrible film. But, uh, you know, th- that's the thing. Is like there, there could be some people undetected living up there. Yes, but there would always be some sort of stories or something like that. Have you ever heard that story? Because well, I've never heard that well, story. Well, no, but, but apparently it's a thing because they say that they possibly live up there. Mm. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in this cannibalistic feral... Feral. Feral humans. Uh, but, uh, but who knows, yeah. But anyway, they're said to have lived undetected in the National Park, and the reason nothing was ever found of his body or clothing was because they were hidden far from view and the safety of their colony. For their part, Martin's family believes someone may have kidnapped their son. Harold Key was seven miles from Spence Field the day Dennis Martin went missing. That very afternoon, Key heard a sickening scream. Then Key spotted an unkempt stranger hurrying through the woods. Was the event connected with the disappearance? What do you think? Yeah, somebody took him. This is why this show doesn't win awards or anything. Just keep reading. You're listening to Hot Toddy on the Smokin' Hot Toddcast. The Smokin' Hot Toddcast presents The Ollie Report, a segment dedicated to extremely professional and hard-hitting journalism. Reports on headlines straight off the news ticker through the eyes of Ollie. And now, The Ollie Report. Hello and welcome to this week's Ollie Report. I'm Hot Toddy. There's been a lot in the news recently, mostly dealing with the former president of the United States. As you know, he had a weird meeting with a white supremacist and Kanye West. We're going to get into this. We're going to talk more about it. But of course, as always, we have to get with the man with the plan, the one and only Ollie. So now live from Mar-a-Lago in Florida is the one and only Ollie. Ollie, how are you? I'm well, Hot Toddy kind intro, but I am unfortunately not at Mar-a-Lago in Florida. Biscuits. Oh, for God's sakes, Ollie, this is the second report in a row where we had a planned story that we were going to talk about, only for you not to be there and be gone. What the hell are you doing to me? I'm sorry, Hot Toddy, but I felt that the story that I wanted to cover today held more precedence into what's going on. Uh-huh. Care to explain? Well, yes, Hot Toddy. As you know, this week's episode of the Smokin' Hot Toddcast is based around the disappearance of Dennis Lloyd Martin in 1969. Yes? Well, you know, the conspiracy theory of feral cannibalistic humans does not begin or end with the Dennis Martin case. This is actually something that goes deeper, very deep. It is believed that there are feral cannibalistic humans living in almost every single national park station. And that's what I'm here to find out. So this week, Katari, I'm at the Great Smoky Mountains National Park to see once and for all if feral cannibalistic humans actually exist. Hashtag butt cheeks. I hate you. Like, there, I have I have no other words for you. I hate you. Like, 
It doesn't get any better. When, when will I learn? It has been eight years. We're closing in on nine years of doing this report, and it doesn't get any better. Every time we try to do something professional, you go and screw it up. Now, we, we, we were, we were going to cover the story to end all stories. The story of the President of the United States having dinner with a white supremacist, a neo-Nazi, okay? Like, this could finally, maybe finally break him once and for all. But no, 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 no. You decided that it would be a better idea to go to the National Park here in town. Actually, it's in Pigeon Forge, about an hour away. Shut the hell up. Hashtag yippers. So instead, instead, you, you, you go to the National Park, and now you're covering something that most likely doesn't even exist. But I tell you, that's the thing. We don't know for sure that they don't exist. And we will never know for sure unless we do our professional investigation. Uh, okay. Fine, Ollie. Just go do your thing. Go see if there's some cannibals living in, in the woods. Please, I, I I would love to know. Thank you, Hot Toddy. So would I. So let's go on this journey. Now, as I go into the forest here in the Great Smoky National Park, I am cautiously optimistic that maybe we'll find a tribe. If so, we'll have to be very quiet, and we can only observe. Unfortunately, this is a podcast, so you won't get to see them. But hopefully, I can explain to you just exactly what's going on. Uh, Ollie, do you, do you have a guide going into the forest? No. Sounds about right. Please continue. So anyway, Hot Toddy, as I go into the forest here, everything appears normal. I don't see even any bears. The National Park is safer than one might think. <laughs> Are you all right, Ollie? Yeah, it was a, that was, that was, it was a, a bear. It was, it was nothing, Hot Toddy. I just, I stubbed my toe and I, I yelled at it. It was a bear, wasn't it? Yes, it was. You just walked in there. I see sky and trees and no buildings. Well, what did you expect? That this was going to be easy? That you were just going to walk in there, find some cannibals, and then walk away? Kind of, yeah. Well, that's your problem. God, Ollie, I cannot believe you. Can you send help, Hot Toddy? I just ran away from a bear, and I don't know what's going on. Do I have to live here now? Do I poop here? Do I eat here? Most important, do I poop here? Ollie, for God's sakes, look, look, we'll figure it out, okay? Just just hang in there. Oh, thank goodness. Someone is here. Okay, uh, never mind, Hot Toddy. I think I'm a co- Hi, sir. Hello. Yes? Hello. I, I was doing a report on, on cannibalistic humans that live here in, in the National Park, and, and I somewhat got lost. But since I have you here, before I uh, go back with you, if you don't mind me tagging along to get out of the forest, um, have you seen anyone that seems a little strange who could be feral and might actually be a cannibalistic human. Yes, rosebud frozen peas, full of country goodness and green penis. Interesting take. I never would have thought of that. Um, Ollie? Do you think that they exist not just within the parks, but maybe among us as well? Yes, they're alive. But I have gone to a better place. A place filled with Mrs. Pell's fish sticks. Ollie, I, I would... That's very, very interesting. Well, hi, Toddy, what do you think about that? He thinks that there are cannibals living up here, and I will not rest until I find these perpetrators once and for all and... Yes. Oh, yes. They're even better raw. So, spoiler, that was a cannibal, and he's now eating Ollie. 
Yeah, okay. Well, another great report. I'm going to go outside and see if I can't get lost in the woods. That's going to do it for the Ollie Report this week. Tune in next time for another headline ripped from the Ollie News Ticker. Until then, have a good day and an Ollieful week. Hot toddy. Hot toddy. Hot toddy. You're tuned into the Smoking Hot Toddcast with your host, Hot Toddy, who's always looking real good. Hey, does this suit make me look fat? No, no, no. Your face does. The six-year-old may have wandered off and found himself lost in the woods. The terrain, marked with steep ravines, may have hidden Martin's body or wildlife might have attacked the child. Hmm. Years after Dennis's disappearance, a ginzig? Ginzing? A ginseng hunter found a child's skeleton about three miles downhill from where Dennis went missing. And the man waited to report the skeleton since he'd illegally taken ginseng from the national park. But in 1985, the 1985, okay, this was just, this, apparently the, the, this guy found the skeleton like a few years after the fact, and then it didn't go in until 1985. He contacted a park service ranger. The ranger put together a group of 30 season rescuers, but they could not find the skeleton because it was years after the dude went out and looked. Hmm. So the mystery of Dennis Martin's uh, uh, disappearance will likely never be solved, according to this article. And shout out to all that is interesting dot com uh, for the article uh, story based on uh, Dennis Martin. Uh, this is extremely uh, informational. So anyway, uh, that's the story of Dennis Martin. So now the question is, Miss Pingrino, what happened to Dennis Martin in the woods? I mean, I all right. Thanks was... for joining I... us. We'll see you next time on the Smoking Hot Podcast. Cue the music. Well, that was rude. Yeah. I mean, I just think he was taken like most. What uh, that would be a perfect place to take somebody. Well, there are some theories, right? So mm-hmm. here's here's some of the theories. The first theory is that he became lost and perished from exposure or some other cause, likely during the first night. This is the most probable theory, according to park officials, because a little boy cannot survive on his own unless he has watched the. Uh, the, the film series Hug a Tree. Have you ever seen... Do you remember Best of the Worst? Yes. They, they did Hug a Tree and Survive. Oh, it's, it's called Hug a Tree and Survive. survive. But they... And, and, and then they did the one for Canada. That's the one they watched on Best of the Worst. Hug a Tree and Survive Canada. So clearly, Dennis did not read... Or did not watch the video... Hug a Tree. Hug a Tree and Survive America. But, like, all they were doing was hiding and then jumping out. I don't yeah. think he just wandered off. And he had a bright red shirt. Like, I think... And the boys were near him hiding. I think somebody would have noticed had he wandered off. I don't know. See, a little kid, you're talking about a giant national park and a little boy. If you're standing right next to me in a bright ass red shirt mm-hmm. and you I like I'm going to notice that you're walking away. Okay. And we're like, "Where are you going?" Especially if the other boys were older, like they're not just going to let him walk away. You don't know that. He's a little boy. He, he, and this was 19 freaking 69. That was back during the boomer era. It was like, ah, you let your kid jump off a cliff so I mean, he knows how bad. that explains why the parents weren't watching the kids, but. You let the kid jump off a cliff so he knows it hurts so he won't do it again, damn it. Mm. That's how they acted back then. I just, I mean, I, yeah, it is possible that he walked away, elements died. But I just, mm, 
You don't buy that. I don't. That seems real fishy to me. You don't buy that. Okay. I don't. I feel like there were, according like to the story and how many people they had, that that would be, somebody would have noticed. Well, the the second theory is that he was attacked by a hungry bear or a feral pig and carried off. No, they because if the guy later found a whole skeleton, he wouldn't have found a whole skeleton from that. He would have found bits and pieces of bone. Okay. Ah, you may have just solved. See, that's your detective brain, Miss Pingrino. That's coming into play right now. Love it. And also, the if it was 13,000 freaking, not 13,000, but that was 13,000 hours, but like 1,400 people looking, mm-hmm. they would have had a animal scavenge. They would have found something. Ripped clothing, but you, you, bones, meat, something. But you think about... Bits and pieces. They would have found who something. Who was it? The... the I can't remember their name, but it's that family that went missing in like 2009 or something, and then their bodies weren't discovered in 2013. They talked about them on BuzzFeed Unsolved. They were the ones that uh, had the security camera, and it looked like they were like zombified when they were packing their car. And then there was the little there was the picture of the little girl on the on the phone that was found at the scene. I can't remember their I can't remember their names. They never found their bodies. Yes, they did. I don't think so. Yes, they did. Hang on. Hi, I'm Emily Fleming from Good Mythical Morning, and you're listening to Hot Toddy on the Spoken Hot Podcast. All right. Um, I'm not touching that button again. Why? Has it got the stickies? No, there's something on it. <laughs> it's not Braille, but it feels oh, like Braille. Oh, and it's brown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You got done sharing. <laughs> when we were off the air, you were telling us gross stories, telling me gross stories about food you had to eat in Germany <laughs> at, at, at a literal torture camp. I'm not going to say the other word, <laughs> but it was a torture camp for children. Mm-hmm. They sent us there in schools. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I have my own earphones. I'm, star- I'm not a germaphobe. Ah, you kind of are. Not really. Yeah, you kind of are. You're, you're getting there. You're getting there. You're getting there. I've been here too long. Like, it's it's all gross. <laughs> like, Braille that's not Braille on the buttons. <laughs> it's not Braille. What's not? Whatever's going on with the headphones. It's probably just food or something. I, 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 Does that make it better, though? It's like... Did it come out of their mouth? Were they talking? <laughs> like, or is it a booger? Like, I don't oh, know. No. Braille is not Braille is always suspect. It's sus. It's sus. And like, for the longest time, we had the cat pee microphone. Like, <laughs> I just can't. Like, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not a germaphobe, but like, <laughs> there's only so much one person can take. <laughs> Maybe somebody was having Thanksgiving dinner in here, and they dropped some gravy on the on the button, and it got hurt in a heart. You tried to like like lightly rub it, and it did not come off. <laughs> so, no. which is like like sticky boogers in my mind. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> so yeah, oh, that's horrible. What's that? My um alarm. Alarm. It's a 90s song, though. That's nice. Yeah, no, I don't know what that is on that button. It's making me very anxious. That's what I'm saying. Like, you, 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 I'm not. I, 
in my in my real life. In your in your bra- your, your head cannon in your brain. In my brain, yeah, my head cannon. I'm yeah, not. You're this, not. I'm, you're not a germaphobe. Yeah, I like don't go around like wiping off like like I never even during COVID like I never wiped down my groceries or any of that. I never did that either. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'd wipe down I the wa- cart. I wash my hands. I wipe the cart. Yeah, I, but I never. Yeah, there's some people that went insane with it back then. You know, I never like wiped down my steering wheel and all that stuff. Oh no. Uh, or door handles. I never did yeah, that. It's so like I was never a germaphobe. Like, yeah. I didn't, you know, sanitize my mail. Um, but, like, being here. <laughs> that may change your mind on that. It's just. <laughs> I mean, like, now that I've noticed the booger. The braille booger. <laughs> the braille booger. The braille booger. <laughs> the braille booger. <laughs> Like, <laughs> I'm just turning around focusing on, like, all these other things. And it's like... I'm getting super close to it. I want to know oh what it God, is. Oh, my God, it's the Braille Booger doll. I want to know. <laughs> I want to know what it is. It's... But, like, <laughs> maybe dried bird poop. <laughs> maybe. How can a bird that's get in the, here? That's the point. I don't know. <laughs> but that is exactly what that looks like. And like uh, what? <laughs> I don't think it's what was like what is that? Oh, oh I didn't want to show you this, but look under the table. There's like a chip or something. <laughs> oh, I don't know what it is, but it's like a chip or something. It looks like it's like a it looks like a cheddar, cheddar sour cream. Cheddar chip. sour cream, yeah. Mm-mm. Dare you to eat it. Oh. Mm-mm. Oh, That's okay. Whatever's going on. There. Oh god. Like they oh, can't god. make it to the trash can. That's oh, right next what? to it. Oh, what is that? So, while I'm not a germaphobe, uh, they, they, they straight up just threw that in there. There's tr- just straight up trash. There's a paper towel. There's Along a pe- with whatever. Why is there a piece of wood in there? The same reason there's like just layers of dust. And there's dust everywhere. I'm like... God, uh, XP. XP <laughs> that, dust. That's a braille booger within itself. Yes. So, you I think that there's something to this. <laughs> I mean, at least the microphones aren't cat peed anymore. That's so. true. Although, it's a little discolored there. I know. The, that's why I don't get all up in it. See, I'm not discolored, but I got a lot. There's also a lot of fuzz. Uh, there's a lot going on in here. Yeah, like a deep clean's needed. Did, did somebody skid mark on that back there? Is that what that is on the... On the mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I believe it. Someone spread their butt cheeks and skid marked right what? there. Okay, what is that? What? Oh, it looks like something. It looks like alien. What? I mean, it's like. It looks like something growing out of the walls. Yeah, like maybe snake skin. Oh, I want to touch it. I want to touch it. Oh, gross. I, I want to touch it. I want to touch it. It's furry. Oh God, it hurts. It's like sandpaper. Okay, he just touched the furry sandpaper. Yeah, it's like sandpaper. It's weird. I don't like it. So yeah. Then my fingers probably gonna fall off now, and then and then braille booger. <laughs> braille booger. Oh, <laughs> the well, the wall sandpaper. Remember, you touched it already, though. That's the thing. I know, <laughs> but that's why my hands have been like in my pockets. 
<laughs> I'm not touching nothing else in here tonight. Can't. Nothing else. You're listening to the most splendiferous, the most fantastic, the greatest podcast in the history of podcasts, the Smoking Hot Toddcast. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. May God have mercy on your soul. The Jameson family, or the Jam, Jam yeah, it was Jameson, Jameson family. Remember them? They were the ones that 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 were like. They were they they had a car they they were driving. They I remember their them, but I don't remember them finding they their drive, bodies. They found them in 2013. It was a few years after their disappearance. And then there's the footage of them like just zombifyingly walking and packing their vehicle. And then they left, and then they pull over onto the side of the road, and then they disappeared. Hmm. And they were not found. And then there, there's the creepy picture of the little girl that was found on the phone at the scene. So somebody took a photo, and it looks like she has blood on her right there. I mean, it's 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 kind of unsettling. Um, but yeah, like so, and they never they didn't find them for like five years. Still, even if that was the case, and they, they were eaten by ants. Of course, no, you make a good point. I don't think they were whole. No, they were bits and pieces. Oh, that was just a whole bland argument that I just did there. Mm-hmm. Mm, wow. And, of course, the third theory is that he was abducted and taken out of the park by something. Oh, let me let me, let me me set that up. That's dramatic. The third theory is that we... He, let me try it again. Mm. The third theory is that he was abducted... Okay. Third time's a charm. The third theory is that he was abducted and taken out of the park by someone... Or something. Aliens. It's not aliens. <laughs> There's ghosts. These ghosts. Was it, was it forest ghosts that took him out of there? Mm-hmm. 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 His father was a proponent of the theory because on the afternoon that Martin disappeared, tourist Harold Key heard that sickening scream and shortly thereafter witnessed an unkempt, rough-looking man running up the trail near where the scream had come from. So, Key looked on as the man got into a white car. Oh, it's, oh man. You, mm-hmm. Anytime there's a white car involved... Totally kidnappers. You can, pro- you can just take that to the bank. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that car abruptly sped off. Park rangers and the Federal Bureau of Investigation, or the FBI, concluded that there was uh, insufficient evidence to link the sighting to Martin's disappearance, particularly given that Key's sighting was approximately five miles away from where Martin disappeared. Well, that doesn't mean anything. The kid could have gotten away. The exact time of the sighting being unknown and the lack of trails connecting the two sites. So, it's a thing. It's a But the reason I say it might have been an inside job is because, again, if you were standing next to this kid and some, like, rando stranger came up, like, you would notice. Mm -hmm. Like, why, why is this dude creeping around my bro or my friend? You, you say you say although in 69 that stranger danger wasn't really a thing you say that it was an inside job it's it's interesting that you say that because there are some conspiracy theories that surround this because apparently the police didn't give enough f put enough effort into it mm-hmm. and even when uh, his dad was trying to press them for it and like get they still they kind of held back I don't I don't know the full thing on that. Uh, that was that was featured in another podcast. That's where I first heard about this. Uh, but yeah, apparently, like, like they wanted to continue the search and, and continue it a little bit harder. But like the FBI and everybody were like, mm, no, and just kind of were like keeping it 
swept under the rug a little mm-hmm. bit. So, so one wonders by something or someone. Could it have been aliens? Could it have been cannibals that live secretly in the park and they're like allowed to live in the park because <laughs> I mean because they they don't want them they don't want the public to know they're there because that would demolish the and, and the idea of the national park and would they would have to close it down or, or kick them out and then you would know that oh god there was cannibals living in Pigeon Forge this whole time and we didn't know. I don't think the government would let cannibals live in Pigeon Forge, but then again, I don't know. But maybe, but maybe, like, because the question is, like, who are they hurting? Maybe they have a a, a deal to where uh, they're allowed to live if they, you know, maybe the government supplies them with like homeless men or something like that that have no family or something like something horrible like well, that's that. Wrong. Well, that's wrong. That's what I'm saying. So maybe it was an in, maybe it was a cover up. Maybe there was a cover up involved with his disappearance. Well, I think that's a bit much, but. I, how do you why do you, why why do you think it's a bit much? I don't think the government is feeding homeless people to cannibals. I'm not saying that's and what this happened. Little boy wandered into the cannibals. I'm territory. not saying that's what happened. I'm saying that's a possibility. It's not, and that really hurt. Well, I'm poking Miss Pengrino because I'm trying to get the point across. Don't poke me, it hurts. That's what she said. Mm. But. Regardless, unfortunately, this case dealing with Dennis Lloyd Martin remains to this day unsolved. It's unfortunate, too, because, you know, you want, you want answers in a case like this. If a person goes missing, that's, that's sad. But when a kid goes missing, that's gut-wrenching, you know? And well, it's because it's, you can never close the door. No. And, and, and to make matters worse, because it was a kid in our, in our, in our home. In our, it, this hits too close to home. This is a true crime, crime case that hits too close to home for me. And even though it was 20 years before we were born, still, still, still hurts. hits home. It still hurts. So hurt, it hurts so bad. Hurts so, don't. It. Hurts don't. Little boy died. In '69. Kikidi. Smoking hot podcast. And now the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade is proud to present Mariah Carey. Whatever. La 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 la. Why are there lyrics on a giant teleprompter when I'm lip singing this shit? Eh, who cares? I get paid for this regardless. Boy, it's cold out here. Thank God they gave me this umbrella. Because that's what you want to carry when it's cold. An umbrella. I said, how about some gloves? And they said, no. Umbrella. They also wanted me to like move around and make this fun, and I was like, fuck that. I'm gonna wear this tight ass dress and not move a single muscle. Ah, who are those little demon children running around? Shoo, shoo, go away. Oh, wait, they're mine. Hi, sweetie, mommy loves you. <laughs> oh man, this song is still going. Oh, right, I gotta pretend like I'm into it. All I want for Christmas is you. There, that just made me $15 million. Yep, that just happened. I'm tired of singing this. Here, you come up and sing for a while. Ah, the French champagne has always been celebrated for its excellence. There is a California champagne by Paul Masson. Inspired by that same French excellence, it's fermented in the bottle and like the best French champagne, 
It's vintage, dated for my son. <laughs> the French. Man, that was a good crap. Kind of hard in this dress, but still worth it. Okay, we almost done. All I want for Christmas is you. Okay, that's good. Pardon. Hey, I'm Emily Marsh from Mystery Science Theater 3000, and you're listening to Hot Toddy on the Smokin' Hot Toddcast. Fascinating mystery, isn't it? Unfortunately, it's one of those mysteries that'll probably never be solved, or if it is, it'll be on a fluke. Uh, we'll, it's when we'll least expect it. That's when it'll get solved. Is when we're least expecting it. But even still, I just don't know if it will if it'll ever happen. And sadly, the the story of Dennis Lloyd Martin it continues to be told, which is important so that we can keep his memory alive. But unfortunately, the case itself will continue to be unsolved for now. And so, on that very sad note, uh, thanks for joining us on this week's episode of the Smoking Hot Podcast. Uh, next week's episode is going to be a little bit brighter, more a little more cheerful. We have some fun planned for you, and we haven't, which means, of course, we have an all-new episode for you next week. So make sure you check that out. And we are just two weeks away from our next special live episode, the Smoking Hot Toddcast Christmasiest Christmas special ever live, to be exact, is two weeks from now. Make sure you tune in for that. Myself, Miss Pingrino, Miranda, and Daniel back together. We'll exchange gifts. We'll play a Christmas game. And then we will take in a holiday classic film. And the classic, of course, is in about 16 quotation marks. But the point is, we uh, we have a lot of fun. Or I do. I love torturing my, my friends because that's... That's that's what gets me going in the morning, gets me up in the morning, uh, is just making people's lives miserable. So join us, won't you? But regardless, there's a, another regular episode coming up next week, so don't uh, miss out on that. Until then, you can follow me on all social media at Smokin' Hot Toddy on Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Toddy Kamahad on Instagram. You can follow the Hot Toddy page on Mixcloud. Of course, until the beginning of the year, as we talked about in a previous episode. And, of course, the Smoking Hot Podcast on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, QuadPod, and wherever better podcasts can be found. And make sure you subscribe to the Superfuzz Productions YouTube channel. That, of course, is the parent company of the Toddcast. And that way you can keep up with our sister shows, Get Real, Played Out, Stump Hot Toddy, and Just the Dumbest. And while you're at it, make sure you follow Superfuzz on Twitter, at Superfuzz Videos. Speaking of Twitter, you can follow some of the Toddcast team members on social media. We'll begin with Twitter. Miss Pengrino at Pengrino, Sheila at Sheila Hawk, Doc Summit at Kev Summit, and Miranda at The Miranda Joe. On Instagram, Miss Pengrino at Janelle Marino, Sheila at Sheila Hawkins, Doc Summit at Kev Summit, and Miranda at Miranda Panda Joe. And on TikTok, Miss Pengrino at BabyJ0831, Doc Summit at Kev Summit, and Miranda at Miranda and uh, Joe, until next week, this is Hot Toddy saying bye bye.